Excuse me, who is, hey. um, who is AWE? Oh, AWE is um, kind of like an event. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a event, global event for XR. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, who's behind them? Um, you probably need to look up their about and you will see some information. Yeah, okay. I don't really know. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so thank you everyone for joining me today. And uh, today I'm going to share with you some uh, XR news. Um, yeah, the first one is on taketimes.com. And the, the title is called Epic Games and Lego Collab to deliver friendly, a family-friendly VR experience. We all know that uh, Epic Games is also the kind of like the, they, they create Fortnite, for, Fortnite, right? And then Fortnite is probably, um, some people think that Fortnite is kind of the good model for metaverse, right? And then uh, Lego, we all know that Lego has been building a lot of good uh, products, physical products for our children and uh, the families, right? And Lego um, also had or launched a lot of video games or uh, some movies, right? So uh, those two, when those two partners, they um, it seems like they are trying to create a, a children or kids friendly metaverse. And they will focus on protect children's right to play by making safety and well-being a priority. Um, the second one is safeguard children's privacy by putting their best interests first. The third one, they want to empower children and adults with tools and give them control over their digital experience. So I think this is a really cool combination because, um, yeah, I. I I, I think um, children, because of COVID, right? Um, a lot of children cannot go out and uh, they use more and more digital products to, to learn from their teacher, to experience the world, right? So I think this will open up another world to, to enhance the, the kids' uh, digital experience, not only um, education, but also entertaining. Yeah, so any thoughts, comments, feel free to unmute yourself. Hi, this is ET. Um, we had had uh, last year some informal meetings with uh, Epic and they had like a panel and then we had some discussions, you know, how, how they always ask questions. And we did really specify that when you're working with kids, it's a totally different audience. And I brought up the fact that you do have to have consent and you have to, um, you know, be legally responsible for things. You can't just like have a game and, and then have the trolls. Like we did like, you know, some of your webinars where they come in <laughs> and all the stuff that poor school teachers go through. So I'm, I'm hoping they, they really take this serious, you know, and they do the extra effort for the security and the signups. And yeah, it would be a pain for the kids and the parents have to monitor. But I think in the long term, it is going to be a really good environment. Everybody loves Legos. Everybody loves the Lego Star Wars game. And now Epic, which, you know, has a lot of money and wants to build new developers. You know, <laughs> this is a good way to start them young, you know. 
So I think it's a win-win for everybody, but I plan to enroll uh, me or my grandson in it and just test it, you know, as a parent, as a child and try and break it, you know, and really see if they're doing what they say they're going to do. And if not, I'm going to hold them to task. So <laughs> with my regulatory hat. So, <laughs> but I'm excited. I really, I, I wish other, other companies would use this. And we always have what we call best practices and self-regulation. But when you work for kids, you still have to have legal responsibility. You know, you can't just say, well, it was in the, in, in, you know, if somebody gets kidnapped or something, you know, trolled and kidnapped, uh, you can't just say, well, it was in the, in the consent. No, you had to do something to make sure that people weren't breaking in and misusing the system. So, uh, you know, so it's interesting. I really, I'm really glad to see that this is going to happen. Um, for me, it's interesting to see that it this um, mentions worlds.com because that was big right at the very start, 30 years ago um, in Los Angeles. And so it's interesting that worlds.com is still around. Yeah, What's all this new, right, Wes? What's all this new? <laughs> the kids think it's all new. It's like been there, done that. You know? Yeah. You know, I'm kind of curious uh, how communication will work on the platform. So my son and daughter uh, were big Roblox fans uh, last year. And, and Roblox doesn't allow for any voice communication. It's all text. And they, they filter and monitor the type of text that you can put in the chat. Like you're not allowed to put real numbers. Uh, so you can't put like a phone number or something like that. Um, so I'd be curious how they're gonna achieve communication and what they're gonna to do to potentially filter communication on the fly. My other thought is I always, I always go back to, to concepts I read about in the Ready Player One book. And they had this concept of like a, a virtual classroom where, uh, or a virtual school where if there was someone that you didn't want to hear their words and they were like bullying you just at a click of a button you could mute them and like you had all the power as to what what communication you heard and you didn't hear and i always was fascinated by that idea and i never understood why we couldn't why you can't get something like that even in a chat setting why can't you just i guess you can you can block you can block people if they're like directly messaging you but anyway yeah. i'm really curious about how communication is going to be changed uh, in, in the light of the, the fact that this is ch child focused. Yeah, I was in another session with NVIDIA and they're doing a lot of AI and voice, you know, because I always tell them I don't want the metaverse to be a silent movie. Um, and the AI is, is actually tracking sounds or text and, and uh, real time, you know, faster than you and I can read. It's collecting and analyzing. And I think what's going to happen with the kids is there's going to be like playgrounds for certain ages, you know, uh, certain cultures, and they'll work within that framework. You know, it's not a free for all that anybody can do anything. And, and uh, it's almost like you have playgrounds for the little kids and playgrounds for the tweeners and playgrounds for the high schoolers, you know, <laughs> so that they can kind of uh, build and, and enjoy. But it's not like the big kids could come in and pounced on the little kids playground, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think what's, what's interesting there is you, having to authenticate people based on their age, right? You could say you're a little kid, but really you're some 50 year old guy. 
So like that, that's an interesting side of it too, is making sure. Yeah. That and that, that's the legal requirement that, that I'm looking at. So it, it might even be, you know, a lot of people now are doing, even with kids, this uh, social ID, you know, that you have to use when you fly and all this. So that's why I'm saying there may be a legal encompass in order to join. You have to have a quote membership and you have to have proof of identity, proof of parental guardianship, you know, not just your older brother fake in your mom's signature, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, I like that. Another thought. So I, um, when I, if I'm playing a, like a multiplayer game, I don't play a lot of video games, but when I've, when I've done something like that, um, you know, another character, if I'm in third person, another character that just is like in my face, it doesn't really matter when I'm third person, but when I'm in VR and someone's like in my face or like this, like you're a human, you just respond to that and it becomes intimidating. Whereas in the video game setting and Roblox or whatever, it's it's not intimidating at all. So I think programmatically you can do things to to make, you know, VR more um, just safer for people. So like there could be an area in front of you that like if you stand there more for more than half a second, like you just get bounced out of there, like you get pushed away, like an invisible bubble. That's just just some human elements that go there, right? Like, again, that doesn't matter if, unless you're in first person, but it really does matter when you're, when you're in, when you're right there. Oscar, Oscar, that actually reflects um, news articles just a few weeks ago that Facebook reported about sexual harassment in VR, um, where a female avatar was sexually harassed by male avatars. Yeah, and it's in your face sort of thing. Yeah, probably happens every five minutes, every one minute. It's it's pretty it's pretty rampant, you know. It's pretty pretty ugly. Yeah. Um, and Oscar, the the Facebook remedy for that that Zuckerberg himself said would be that um, Facebook will institute like an anti-harassment screen around each avatar um, of some distance. They were saying a few feet, just like two feet, something like that. Yeah. You know, there, there's a Black Mirror. Are you guys familiar with the show Black Mirror? Like the fut futuristic <laughs> dark. Yeah, we, um, which app so? <laughs> there, there's an episode that I always think of um, where where they take the like the, the social score of someone and like to the extreme, right? Do you remember the episode like the, the lady's trying to get to a wedding or something? She's trying yeah, to yeah. And like every time she flips someone off or like yells at someone or is like a little aggressive or she's not wearing the right clothing or her car is weird, her social score goes down. And that and then then people when people decide whether they're going to interact with them or not, they, they make their decision based off of the social score. And so she starts spiraling out of control and just, you know, just and I, I always I don't understand why we don't have that in, in video games. Like people can upvote and downvote comments on, on like Reddit. Uh, why can't you do that for, for players and people? And like when they go into, you know, the naughty zone, when they, when they fall into this tier, then, okay, you lose some privileges, you know, and, and kids are actually used to this concept. So and then maybe not in uh, losing privileges, but they my, my kids are just talking about last week is, when they do enough good things, their kid, their teacher rewards them um, with like like play money, like fake money, and with that money they can go and like buy little trinkets in, in their little school store. Um, and so the same thing could happen in reverse: is like the more bad things you do, the less privileges you get. Maybe your voice goes away for like a week or something. <laughs> yeah, no, I've I've seen that with badges and NFTs. 
you know, um, if, if you uh, go into to some games, uh, you can earn points from doing good deeds and things like that, you know. So, yeah, there's, there's different models that you can do. Again, it's, it's kind of like a self-governing tools that you want to use. But at first, Facebook denied that they were doing this. And it was even their own Facebook employees that were bashing the, the program saying, no, this is not right, you know. <laughs> don't, don't lie. <laughs> oh, my question is that um, it's like self-governing, right? You, 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 you kind of said that, but self-governing, it's like basically human will be governed by AI, right? It's what, what the well, ideal model yeah, but is. You, but the problem, you can't just turn AI loose. You know, the, there's always unconscious bias you know, and there's, and, and it's just calculations, like, you know, that's why they had the problems with the face recognition and all this, you know, it was modeled after young white boys, you know, so, um, and if you go the other extreme on the social scoring and all of this, you know, I've, I've done presentations about China, how they have social scores, and they manage your life, they can, they tell you who you can marry, where you can go to school, where you can work, <laughs> And, and you have no choice, you know, and, um, and people have left China and not gone back. They're here in San Francisco saying that's the last thing you want to do, you know. <laughs> so what, what, what types of um, system is the best? Because you don't want to. Well, the, the laws aren't there. OK, the technology is way ahead of the laws. And we don't want laws. We don't want permission to do everything. I think what what, for example, for this article, this is a model and it's gonna be tested. And out of that, you come best practices and then you try and promote those best practices or the kids themselves will come up with what works for them, right? Kids are smart. You know, that's why all half the apps we have were invented by kids because they didn't wanna do Facebook anymore. You know, <laughs> um, but I think uh, eventually you do have to have some legalities and some global perspectives on different cultures and different needs. And um, those will follow. They just won't be there when you get your new AR glasses and start playing that day. You know, they have to model. Yeah, my question is that, um, so this roles or laws will be, or children, if they are inside this kids metaverse uh, created by Epic Game and Lego. So Epic Games and Lego will monitor the kids, right? Make yeah, sure it'll be, everything, it'll be yeah. a garden wall. Like you go into a Disneyland and, you know, within there, Disneyland controls, you know, the security and what you can buy and, and what rides you can go on and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's, it's a gated community for kids. <laughs> then in the future, then why should we need real government, right? I feel like the, <laughs> the, the power well, of government will be... Yeah, but an, by big tech until we're company. all Star Trek, you and I have this dream, you know, that we all kind of be the best you can be and, and not do no harm, you know, but we're not there yet. I mean, we can start crying about Putin again, you know, so <laughs> and, and cyber hacks. So I just feel that you got to start somewhere and kids are our future and kids are digital first, kids are voice first. So they are building these models. They're They're teaching us. OK, and yeah. someday we'll all be working for 10 year olds because they've got it. You know? <laughs> I, I believe so. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, cool. So let's jump into the second news. Um, it's on rollingstone.com. 
Co.uk, and the title is Music and Metaverse. Are we on the brink of a virtual artist revolution? So this article was written by Declan McGlynn, and uh, pretty much it talks about um, the, um, you, you see like Fortnite again, for, Fortnite again. Um, um, yeah, pretty much a lot of uh, superstar or uh, singers, celebrities, they love to hold uh, or like start their uh, festival or, you know, like concert, music concert in the video game like uh, Fortnite. Why? Because um, in this article, it talks about, um, you know, when we go to or join a music concert, pretty much they have a really splendid or really creative uh, stage effects, right? And those can pretty much easily be uh, created inside a video game world, right? So if you take a look of the, um, yeah, one of the video, uh, can you hear the sound? Yeah, so this is, the music festival inside um, Fortnite. Oh, sorry. So those uh, effects, very similar to stage effects. So I can see those two emerge and especially during COVID, right? So, yeah, very creative and a lot of stage effects. And you can do a lot of impossible stuff inside uh, Fortnite, right? So I think this is kind of like very cool. And you can enlarge the singer size or celebrity size, right? Yeah, and you can switch different uh, place. Yeah, so yeah, go ahead. But but there, but there is something though. Just so everybody, I think you you already know this, but just in case you don't, what we're seeing right now there, where it said like you know ten million people watching or something, that's got nothing to do with the metaverse, though. Um, just just so we know, or it's got nothing to do with um, a virtual reality where each person in the virtual reality sees their unique sees their, a unique image. Because that there's only one image being shown at a time that that's being copied like 10 million times um, and being replicated so that being and being watched by 10 million people on their computers, whereas the true virtual reality, each of you is watching to a virtual you that that you see um, what you see is uniquely yours. And and this is not this is not a phrase, but this is a literal thing, and and that's what's so expensive. And that's why if you go to things like Decentraland. Which is trying to run a true VR um, VR thing. Um, they are they limited to like twenty five um, avatars in the same room because of things like that. But I'm not understanding that. I thought I thought you were in control of your game, your player. Like each one of these little figures are their own players. Yes. And they have a third person camera that they get to orient. So I think the only I know there's a huge difference between third person and like VR in terms of like experience, but it's still your independent camera. I think you have a virtual oh, role. Oh, 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 okay, okay. yeah. Um, in terms of independent cameras, that, that's that's just like, okay, like like in real life, if you see, if you, if you watch a recording of a, a real life concert, 
Um, then what those things have, they've got multiple cameras in, in, the, in the real space. And then, and then they, they're switching to your views from time to time. And what you, you're seeing here is that, yeah, there were in, in, this in this virtuality here, there are different um, scene locations, but there are 10 million different cameras. There's only, well, I don't know, 10 or something. No, so, I, I think I, each, each player independently, uh, you, they get to control their view. So if they want to look at Travis Scott from behind his left shoe, they can yeah. run over there behind his shoe and they can see it. If they want to, and I don't know if this game allowed for it, but if you can, if you want to fly up to, to his ear, you can go fly up to his ear. So each one is independent. Now, whether Fortnite supports VR, uh, I don't know. If this was a Roblox concert, you totally could have done what you just described. You would have been in VR, you know, watching the performance. Um, so this this is getting close, maybe not all the way there. Well, I, I think there's some fundamental differences. Okay, I haven't looked at Roblox, but that um, the question is, does every watcher in like Roblox or whatever have true control in a three-dimensional space of their camera? 100%. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. You get to you get to decide. I mean, it's just like any any multiplayer game. I get to decide where my character goes, the orientation. And so you get to decide where that camera is pointed at too. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Um, for that one, but do you, um, but if let's say that there are ten million people watching in Roblox, okay, um, and if there are ten, but can you see, in, at least in principle, ten million watches? Yeah, this video is is misleading. This video is just showing, you know, maybe a virtual camera view. But if you are actually at the concert, if you are actually a player, you you were supposed to be able to control your own your own uh, character. That was the whole. That was the idea. I thought oh. it depended on the platform. The reason the celebrities chose Fortnite is because it works, you know, on PCs, Macs, Xbox, mm -hmm. uh, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera, all the other toy uh, game no. uh, components. And so they they wanted to go for the biggest bag. So I think depending on what, the, you know, just like which TV you have, what how how big your how expensive laptop you have, you know, or you're looking at a tablet, you know, <laughs> it, there's something for everyone. But but your skill set may be limited based on the technology that you have, or you have other like pay per view services. If I want to have a VR glass and fly around, yeah, 100%. maybe I pay an extra ten bucks to do that for the for the concert. So I, I have a quick story. So I was here and I, my, my, my kids were playing Roblox on their laptops. And, one, and my daughter was on her laptop. My son was on her phone. And their little cousin in New York was on their laptop. And then I, had, I was in VR. And we were all in the same experience. We were all in the same game. And, and to them, I was a giant. This was actually a fascinating, fascinating experience. So I was a giant. And I saw and I would hold them, little people in my hands. They were standing right here and I was the giant and I, I, I put them, they had little, little, little props that you could play in VR. And so I put them all into like a little airplane and I would like, I'd be the giant, like flying them around the room. And they were, they were just in there just playing. <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. It was amazing. So I, I'm extrapolating that, that what I had, what I did with them two years ago and, you know, I'm assuming this is what's happening in Fortnite. Maybe I'm totally wrong. I didn't attend the concert. 
But that, if it's like a normal Fortnite game where you have, you know, 100 people in a stage. Well, there's a lot of concerts now. This is a, this is a going, a, you know, they're happening all the time in many different countries and, and the audiences keep getting bigger and bigger. So it's a big deal. And maybe that's a question we can ask our, our friends who are going to be doing the, the next talks on. And also uh, Dan Reed, I want to get him to talk because he does these venues. He does this concert stuff you know so yeah yeah and uh, um i i think there are some examples for example like ariana grande um fortnite and justin bieber in a uh, virtual platform wave so a lot of big celebrities they start uh you know combine like video game like you, you see like ariana grande um uh, it looks really like her right and if you see like the tool right you can see this is her concert. So it's like something between uh, video-like and uh, um, I would say concert, right? Uh, yeah, and you can see like everyone can um, yeah, and in like really um, surrealism world. Yeah, so in this one, you can see all the players, they can kind of have some interesting interactions with the three-dimension uh, stage instead of, you know, the traditional one you have to sit on your chair, right? Or yeah, I, I want to sit on a rainbow. It's more comfortable than a little, <laughs> <laughs> a little tiny bench. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I personally like this type of concert than before because before you see like you spend very expensive uh, ticket, right? And then you join. And hey, then, you don't have to yeah. look for parking. You know, I go to the uh, to the concerts in San Francisco. I have to go five hours early to find parking. <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, probably because of COVID, right? And it's not really safe to to be with so this many was people. Before COVID, yeah. before COVID, oh. you know, we used to have people fly in and we'd all pile in yeah. my van and go to concerts. But just finding parking, you know, near the venues was impossible. Yeah, there's and a lot, there's a lot to be said for accessibility. So, like, one, you may live in another country, but you really love this artist, and they may never come to your country or your yeah. state or anything, right? Yeah. Two, you, the, the normal price ticket may be way out of your price range, but if it's virtual, maybe they can offer it at a, 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 like a lesser cost. Mm. And then what if you like, you just really are anxious around crowds or like you just can't deal with that level oh, of sensory input? Yeah. And maybe you can regulate that in the future. Like what you, you can, you can just step away from it if it's too much, or maybe there's like a low, a low fi version. That's not like, you know, uh, I, I think it's awesome. I, I, there's a lots of benefits to, to doing things like that. Yeah. And I think this definitely, I feel like my guts told me that this will be kind of more like a train in the future instead of, you know, spend so much money and then you go to a concert and sit there and watch right and now you can kind of you know um yeah it's like you can interact 
with your um, celebrities or you know, so someone you admire or, you know, and then you can kind of um, um, in a very creative space and you feel like uh, the experience probably will be much more, much better than just sit there and watch. And sometimes if you buy a bad seat, right? For example, like super far away from stage and you probably couldn't see anything, right? So yeah, so this can definitely, you know, um, 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 and there are some interaction. When there are some interactions, people tend to feel the ex experience better, right? For example, like uh, Ikea. Ikea has uh, DIY, right? Why the sales, people love DIY, why? Because they are assembling their furniture. So they feel uh, it's part of their creation. So they cherish more, right? And also there's another research, which means, uh, which says that when buying like furniture or some e-commerce site, they find out that people use tablet, they buy more, or especially using AR, uh, they buy more. Why? Their fingers touch the product. That gesture makes them, they kind of feel it or they interact with it, right? Versus you use mouse and click and buy. So mm -hmm. yeah, so um, it's very interesting to see like the psychology, it's like psychiatry. Even, you know, if you, um, you know, get a bottle of water and someone just put next to you, you don't feel you, you own that water. But if the water, you hold it or something, you, your name was written on it, right? You feel you own that, right? So I think this will uh, add a lot of extra touch. And for, for example, like for Ariana Grande or Justin Bieber, their fans will love it more because they feel like they are next to, um, you know, them versus they are sitting far away on the chair in the concert, right? So yeah, the interaction. Yeah, I think, I don't know if I would get that if I'm looking at it from a computer screen. I think I might get a like a maybe a different experience, not necessarily as mm -hmm. good or greater yeah. than. But if you are in VR, I mean, mm. that's that's where the big difference is, is now it becomes yeah. experiential and it's I, I think it is a different class. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, I love the VR, but I like you say, I work with with uh, sick people and and we are trying to use it for Alzheimer's and and that and they just can't handle the glasses. You know, they get dizzy, they throw up. So I like. Hey, yeah, if, if you can handle the VR, you want to spend $1,400 for some, you know, nice hardware, go for it. But if you're an older person on a limited income and you need it to stay healthy, laptop or tablet works fine, you know, and it's accessible. Yeah, and I, I think this will definitely change the stage experience, right? For example, like a circus, you can just sit in the center of the stage and look at all the, it's like a best view, VIP view around you, right? Versus, and, and uh, for those, you know, magic show circus or theater, they can produce even more stunning uh, effects. So I, I don't know. And, and as for har hardware, right? I, I just saw one of the news, which I think is not a, new, a, a news, but someone invent uh, eye contact eye contest okay. right so maybe that will solve the problem but i am mm. wondering all the computer powers is in that little thing what if it's burned 
your eyes might get destroyed. Yeah, no, there was there, there was adverse events. Uh, we tried doing contacts for diabetes, uh, and there was a lot of people that had eye problems, and you know the FDA gave it the thumbs down. So yeah, but but um, there was that fellow Barack, whatever was his name, that was working on the the um, uh, new glasses. You know that does the eye tracking. So even if you have bad vision or one eye is stronger than the other, you still get the, the primo view. So there's a lot of science. There's a lot of tech going on. So it, it'll be interesting. And, you know, I, I'm hoping the chip shortage stuff will, will oh, <laughs> iron yeah. itself out oh. because a whole lot of people want to release products. They just can't get them, you know, out of the door the, the, with the yeah. supply chain and the ship shortage. So, you know, I, I personally, myself, just working in medical devices, there's probably 10 different mm -hmm. things that I thought I would do work on this year or, or next year, but until there's a product, I can't do anything. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder in the future, in the near future, is there going to be a combination of this and esports? Cause oh. esports is a huge industry, right? Yeah. And we're used to like a, a Super Bowl in the midst yeah. of a big competition. They're going to, mm -hmm. I think the Super Bowl is the only one that does a concert. Yeah, I, you don't see an NBA finals. You don't, you know, you know it's weird that you. Oh, you know, the, I know NBA players here on the Warriors who are investing in VR. They're gonna. They're, I mean, these guys are smart. You know, <laughs> they got money. They're, they're already creating games and interactive things for. Yeah. for it, you, you know, it, to have to have uh, basketball experiences all year round. You know, not just during the season. So it seems like a natural, a good pairing is like in the midst of your giant esport event to have like a big concert, uh, virtual yeah, concert. Yeah, yeah. So maybe you know esports. I feel like it should be a giant world, right? And then everything just pop up, right? And you can teleport to anywhere. Um, I don't know, you're closer, like you have your own personal um, interface, right? And you can uh, teleport anywhere, like a future human or alien, right? And uh, um, yeah, and if you want to see sports, you teleport somewhere and see sports and the entire land should be connected. It's like a giant endless digital land. And there mm -hmm. are a lot of facilities on top of it. It's like a giant thing park, right? And maybe if you want to do like esports, you if you want to combat, you know, like a, a, a lot of fun um, fighting. And I, I remember super long time ago, probably back in 2018, I joined one of the I don't know, live event before COVID. And they were talking about the future um, life. And uh, one of the persons said that, yeah, maybe in the future, it will be different continent where people can choose their citizenship. For example, some people are adventurers, right? Then they will choose uh, the battle zone or you know, some, 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 some kingdom that is excited. And some people like, I don't know, more passive, more like growing gardens. I don't, I don't know, like growing stuff and they can live in their own home, own kingdom. And each kingdom has its own law or regulation. And you just follow, for example, like uh, in this real world example, it's like, oh, for example, I want to be in America and I just go here, right? And I follow regulation and I become their citizenship. So I don't know, maybe in the future, um, you know, we can create or a lot of companies or a lot of like uh, creators, they create different, different types of kingdom 
and you can join and become their citizenship. And if you don't like, you join another one. You live there. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, esports. Okay, if, if you look at esports, like, and you could just look in a web browser, things like League of Legends, they've got really rich textured like character avatars or. Um, but but those games are like like esports. Typically, League of Legends is 10, 10 opponents total, 10, 10 players total, and then you can and you can only watch it from just a few major views. So the thing is, esports right now is a long way from the the, the true virtual reality. Um, that that's the thing where where the audience members can sit at arbitrary locations or follow. So so the, um, there are ways to merge them, but it'll be a long time coming, decades probably. It's, yeah, I remember. I remember yeah. two years ago, I was at the AWE conference, and there was a panel discussion on esports, and there was a lot of thought in doing what you just described. So there's there's the players that are there doing their thing, and then there's the spectators that want absolutely any view that they can get, and so they might not actually have avatars; they're just like invisible floating yeah, yeah. things. Um, and so there's there's a whole nother industry that's that's popping up that's trying to maybe i don't know about retrofit or um work with the game developers early on so they yeah can the, the basketball the players here in san francisco they actually have like little incubators where they, they're they have foundations and they're they're teaching kids how to program they have musicians they have artists uh, Steph Curry has people designing tennis shoes, okay, mm -hmm. and and they're even selling NFTs for them, you know, to make money and keep the thing going. Um, and that's what I'm saying. They're not just looking to make money as as gamers, ballers during the season. You know, they're doing other activities and building these yeah. venues, virtual venues, and creating a a self sustaining business model. You know, it's almost like you, you you have a restaurant, you're teaching people how to cook and then they go out and do all their food trucks. You know, so the same thing is happening in gaming and esports. And it's not just gambling. You know, he said, we're not here to just gamble our life away. We want people to, to get job skills, you know, to get out of the ghettos, to create yeah. a new, a better world with high paying jobs and excel in their creativity. So, you know, it's, it's happening, and uh, the the only limiting factor I see is the hardware software availability and what people could afford to produce the stuff. So, but but it's happening. Um, when, it, when it comes to this, con oh sorry, go ahead. Oh yeah, I, I just want to say that yeah, we have a newcomer, uh, send uh, Sandra, right? Sandra, yeah. Do, yeah. Do you wanna uh, introduce I yourself? I can't, I'm sorry, I can't quite. Um, I have a, a strange picture up here. So I don't know, I see three of you, but I don't, I can't seem to get in properly. Oh, I see. Yeah, and uh, actually um, our event end just two minutes ago. So yeah, maybe next week, uh, would you like to join us a little earlier? Yeah, so or yeah. have it come to the next session, the one at 10. Yeah, I'm right. So yeah, and, and there will be four, like the next one will be pretty big. So yeah, please join the next one. Next one is really fun. It's uh, live theater in virtual reality. And they got a lot of awards. And if you visit their website, it's super cool. So please join the next one. So I have to stop it right now because I know the speaker is about to join. So yeah, so Let's end and hopefully uh, I will see you all next week. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you.